Welcome to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, but they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And we're back with Clint Ober. Yeah. In fact, we never left. We were in the same room. Is getting hotter. Oh my so, god, it was so hot. So don't picture us going home, driving two and a half hours back, Mm-mm. and then starting again. Nope. Same interview. Yeah, it's ironic that it was so hot because we are frozen in time in that moment. Carrie's hand is still throbbing with pain. <laughs> it's better now, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I can still feel a little bit on and, the side, but... Yeah, we should say she had a visible bump. <laughs> yeah, and a big old bruise the next day. From hitting her hand on the table. Uh, by the way, I did have a knife on me when you asked, do you have a knife? And oh! I, I momentarily thought about producing the knife. <laughs> And then I thought, no, I've been cutting all kinds of things with this knife. I don't, oh, sure. I don't want to infect Carrie. Sure, thank you. But I appreciate your moxie there. Thank you. When we were leaving, he said, and don't just bang your hand on table. That's crazy. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, what's crazy about it? I mean, it is not a good idea. But why, Clint? <laughs> why? Because of inflammation. What you said. Which yeah. you say. Is impossible. Right. Yeah. So don't say those things unless... uh, You mean them. You mean them. Also, you'll hear us still asking Clint whether he's grounded or not because he's wearing that little patch on his hand and he's plugged in or not to an outlet on my side of the table and I've Mm -hmm. set up a little cardboard barrier. So even if he tried to sneak a peek, which he didn't, he wouldn't be able to know whether he was plugged in or not. And I tried not to give it away. Yeah. Give it away, give it away now. I was sitting slightly closer to you and I couldn't see whether it was plugged in. Oh, good. And hopefully you could not read on my face. Uh, No. Okay. In fact, actually, I thought, I'm glad you reminded me. I thought a couple times like, oh, Ross has a good poker face for this. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think like, I don't think I carry any expectation into that. Yeah, like even if you had been like, had a little smirky, ooh, look, I don't know if I would have Is it an unplugged smirk? Right, exactly. Again, there's something fun with the coin flips that I'll say after we come back out of the interview. But this little test that we did is the same sort of simple test that we try to arrive at for the CFIIG, the Center for Inquiry investigations group when we're testing people who claim to have paranormal abilities you want a nice simple test like this where you're just relying on probability and where everybody can agree that's a reasonable test right so so important usually the iceberg is well you have tons of people who just fall by the wayside because uh, they realize this is going to be more work than they thought to get two hundred fifty thousand dollars sure people who just stop responding but then even amongst the people that you do talk to there's a lot of back and forth work that goes into getting that agreed upon protocol Mm -hmm. and something simple. I will tell you there were eight trials total. So I'll let you all guess in advance how many you think he got right out of eight. Say it out loud. That's right. Commit to it. You said it. You've got to live with that now. Pause if you need to. That is your decision. Write it down. Write it down, Dennis. Don't just assume, oh, no, I have a pretty good idea. And then later I'll see if I'm right. Because no, you, you'll you think. You'll Write it think down, Mia. You're, you're going to try it, to change but, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'll just say where we leave off is with me trying to return to the topic earlier. He kept mentioning negative 20 millivolts being the charge of the earth, which didn't quite make sense to me. 
so I tried to mm. clarify with him what he meant by that. Never said that in the book or the documentary, as far as I can recall. We don't have too much success in the clarification, but but here goes, and we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it again later at the end. And here he is. Now, you said something a, a bit ago that I wanted to clarify because you were talking about negative 20 millivolts. Yes. I noticed like in the book, you know, like this table it was talking about measures of voltage before and after grounding. And and I thought I thought that the earth and the target was kind of neutral, zero. Uh, but you're talking now about a net negative charge. Those charges there are related to EMF charges on your body mm-hmm. when you're indoors. Okay. You know, because all EMF cords, anything electrical radiates and uh, EMF and those EMF create charges on your body and those measurements are the charges on the body. But so, but after grounding, they got close to zero. Yeah, they, when you're grounded, they go to near zero. But should ideally we be in the negative? Should we actually have negative 20 no, millivolts? That's AC. That's a 60 hertz AC. Okay. Uh, we're talking about... <clears throat> yeah, can you clarify the difference there? Yeah, we're talking about DC. Uh, right here, mm. I'm not sure if that study is described in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all these images. medical doctors. There, there was 12 of them in this mm-hmm. particular study. This is their blood before getting grounded. Mm-hmm. So they're short of electrons. That's what causes blood to be thick and sticky. Mm. You call it ketchup blood. That, uh, oh, yeah. That's a gross mental Very image. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, Carrie. No. <laughs> yeah, over here, this, the blood cells are thin. Yeah. So what happens in this study, we increase the negative surface charge on the red blood cells by about 15 to 20 millivolts. Okay. Negative. So now these cells are negative and they're like little like, like magnets kind of metaphorically. You push magnets together and they repel each other right. apart. Okay. So anything that has it's a negative simple. charge yeah. is going to, it's not going to stick. It's going, they're going to repel each other. So, but you're saying that the negative measure will only happen in the DC measure. Yes. Not in AC. No. Yeah. So anyhow, <clears throat> this is an animal out in the wild. This is mm. an animal indoors. This is a human oh. indoors. This oh. is an animal. You know. Okay. So mm. your blood viscosity, your the, your normal blood viscosity, your blood viscosity normalizes when you're outdoors, grounded, barefoot on the earth. Yeah. And, and this is the primary cause of inflammation. When mm. blood gets thick and sticky, it can't get into the capillaries and oxygenate the tissue. Mm. So I'm curious, what does the doctor say when you come into the office? Do you go to the doctors? Well, yeah, I go, I go I'm 70, going on 77. Yeah. yeah. I go see my cardiologist once a year. Are, are they always impressed? Do they say, well, why are you different than everyone else? Or do they, do they not say that? Well, uh, my, yeah, they're impressed that I don't have the arthritic those type of things that everybody has. Yeah. Because uh, I, I assume, I think this is a safe assumption, that you're grounding on a regular basis. Tell us about your grounding. How often are you grounding? Well, I ground, first of all, I'm barefoot most of the time when I'm not outdoors. Even if you have carpet, you're better off to be barefoot because you don't build up the static electricity. Oh, okay. oh okay. And the static electricity mm-hmm. is disturbing. I mean, but just barefoot in the house. But but I happen to have stone floor. So where my desk is, I'm my feet are on the stone floor. When I go to bed, I have... You know, one of the grounding mattress covers that I showed you downstairs, the yeah, carbon, cool. the carbon ones. I sleep directly on it most of the time. It's cool, and I'm 100% ground. It's like laying in the dirt. And being an outdoor cowboy when I grew up, I have no issue with sleeping in the dirt. Okay. <laughs> but anyhow, um, what do I do beyond that? Uh, if I go out and lift or exercise or do something too much, mm-hmm. you know, like delayed onset muscle soreness, I use the patch immediately. Okay. Do you make much interact? You said outside. You're not barefoot outside, generally. No, I have my own shoes that are, they're grounded. Okay. Uh, I make them up myself. We're trying to make up grounded shoes. 
Yeah, that's cool. Flip flops for everybody. That seems like that would solve a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you at all connected with the barefoot running movement? Have you tried that? Well, I know all the people in the industry and 20 some years ago is when kind of all this started. There's been a lot of excitement around that. Yeah, there's been a lot of excitement. And barefoot running is, you know, that's who we are. We used to run barefoot. All the animals run barefoot. But our our feet have all these bones and all of these Mm -hmm. intricacies and muscles and everything. So I I was at the beach one time down around La Costa and uh, I remember some kids were with me and I said, now, I don't want you to look where you're walking. I want you to look three steps ahead. And they said, but we all hurt ourselves. These rocks, are sh- they're everywhere and whatever. And, you know, so they're just kind of dancing like that. And I said, I want you to look three steps ahead and never look at where your feet are stepping and just watch what happens. So they start walking and somehow or another, the body knows. Ah. Where if you're st- looking at each thing, then you never, you can't look ahead and you can't whatever. But, but anyhow, just look ahead, look three steps ahead. Okay. And then just go, go for a walk and enjoy it. You're not going to step on something sharp and hurt yourself. Okay. I've, I've tried it a little bit myself. I'm a runner and I've done a little bit of barefoot running, though yeah. it's hard in LA to uh, avoid asphalt, yeah. cement, yeah, dog poop. Yeah, you don't want to run. If you're going to run barefoot, then you want to run on, on the tracks yeah. where there's grass. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, not on the rubber. So you mentioned that when you go to the doctor, they're impressed that you don't have arthritis. You don't have any of those. Um... Yeah, the main thing is I have good blood. Yeah, but none of those diagnoses. And I don't that... have the autoimmune diseases. I don't right. have any of that. Man, I'm, I don't have dementia. I don't have... Uh-huh. No high blood pressure. No, people at my age are in trouble. Yeah, somebody, sure. Somebody my dad's the... almost exactly your age. And okay, yeah, well, he's had a stroke. And There's an example. Yeah. Get his butt grounded and he'll be just like me. <laughs> oh, really? I mean... Yeah, because even... the body is self-healing. You see, let me, let me put it all in a nutshell, what grounding okay. is about. Grounding is about reducing inflammation. And yeah. when your body is... On fire with inflammation. The word inflammation means on fire, inflame. Yep, sure. And what it is, it's oxidative radicals, oxidizing healthier cells because you don't have enough redox potential to prevent that after the immune cascade, the, uh, you know, the uh, neutrophil doing its magic. So as this inflammation is created in your body, now your immune system is sending all of its resources cleaning up after the inflammation that it itself is creating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a vicious right. loop. Sure. So as soon as I ground somebody, the inflammation stops. And then the immune system and, you know, the people, some people will feel like a flu and so on after yeah. they get grounded. And the reason is because now the immune system can, this happens in a few minutes. So it starts processing yeah. those toxins yeah. and then and things. your blood, yes, the blood viscosity. And then your blood circulates once a minute. So these effects are temporary, so you need to stay grounded. Well, in nature, our bodies have all, I don't think our immune system ever knew that we were going to be ungrounded. <laughs> okay. But, but the point is, is so as soon as you stop the stress, the inflammation, then the immune system can clean that mess up. Then it can go back to returning the body to health because that's all the only thing the body, the immune system does is restore health. Gotcha. Mm. No, so if anybody has any kind of a health disorder, any kind of a chronic health disorder, health is your most natural state. You see it in nature. You see it in the fish, the birds, the plants, the bee. You see it everywhere. Not in humans, but but mm. I mean, not in domestic animals. But. Yeah. Quick check-in. Are you feeling plugged in right now? Not really. Okay. Could be the heat. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but anyhow, the um, if you have any health disorder, something is not working. Something is interfering with your immune system's ability to maintain health. Right. So what you're what you have to do is you have to remove those things that are interfering with the immune system's ability to restore and maintain health. 
So what grounding does is it reduces the inflammation so the immune system doesn't have to deal with that. Mm. So that's the benefit of, of, of earthing. That's the benefit of grounding. And this is nature. This is, this is who we are. Let, let me ask a couple of clarifying questions about that, because I was curious, does the type of soil affect things? For example, let's say I live in an apartment complex, and let's say there's an area with earth in it. There's a bunch of ground soil plants growing out of it. Right. But, but if I track that, it kind of stops. It's contained within cement bounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that as good as standing out at the park in a larger area that's connected with the larger earth? No. It's not. It's, it's just as good. Oh, oh it is. It good. is just okay. as good. Yeah. And you talk a lot about lightning strikes. How important are those? Does lightning need to have struck that section of dirt that I'm standing in? No, lightning, wherever it's two o'clock on the planet, mm. and the equatorial area especially. You know, the earth is turning, the sun's constant, the earth is turning. So wherever it's two o'clock on earth, because two o'clock keeps changing. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so that's where you have the most lightning strikes. Oh, to, never to heard that. a.m. or to p.m. Two o'clock in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. really. Okay. You have condensation. Huh. Oh, you know, evaporation. Yeah, in, would not have guessed that. You have evaporation in the morning up until around one o'clock, and then as it starts to cool, then you have condensation, and then you have all of hmm. the you know, electrical imbalances. Yeah, and then you have okay. all of the lightning. Okay, and so that lightning is part of the global electrical circuit and so the earth is being forever charged it'll be more intense over the amazon and some of those areas okay and um, africa Electron. Is there a difference, though, because different types of soil, like in Africa, there's a lot of red soil. Is that any right. different functionally than soil here in I, I don't, sandy really. soil in Los Angeles? Or potting not, not, soil not really. from a bag. Not yeah. really. It, what's, what would make the difference? I mean, first of all, electricity, electrons and everything travels the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stop and say, well, I'm going to go here. And I mean, there'll be some resistance if there's no moisture yeah. in the soil, sure. it won't travel as fast, but it'll still be there. Speaking of electrons, is there anything special about the electrons from the earth? Or if I had a machine that could generate electrons and I held that up against my feet, would that have the same beneficial effect? Um, I'm going to okay. open up a competing company. That's why I'm no, asking. No, no, go ahead. I, I, a lot of, <laughs> there, there are hundreds of companies a month try to compete with this thing. Can you create a blueberry, something that stores electrons, a blueberry An patch, antioxidant. And it just automatically feeds electrons into your body. Right, yeah. Could you do it that way? You can try. I mean, I've tried. The problem is, you know, you have to use a battery. Well, you can't take an electron away from a battery because it goes in one side and it's being pulled to the other side. It creates a circuit. Yeah, to create a circuit. So okay. it's just traveling through. So you can't use a battery. Okay. Well, we have things like tasers, you know, we could create a net charge and kind of zap ourselves with it. Well, but that's... You're just saying it wouldn't be efficient. Well, yeah, but you could have a taser, but there's a hot here and negative here, and that's what creates the... Sure. So anyhow, the, the, your immune system is dynamic. Everything in the body is dynamic. Breathing, eating, metabolism, all these things. And so when you're connected to the earth, the earth is this big lake or reservoir of free electrons. So you can absorb or give electrons from the earth. You can breathe electrons. They go back and forth. They don't disappear. They change from one form to another. Okay. Conservation of energy and matter. Yes. One of those laws of physics, hard yes. to break. Yes. Basically, when you are connected to the earth like a tree or any other animal that's living on the earth, then you're kind of, you have these rhythms. The amplitude of Earth's electric field is uh, high and highest at noon, 
lowest at midnight. Is that a reaction to heat from the sun? Well, the planet is turning, yeah. I mean, where the heat at 12 o'clock noon, that's where the sun is direct contact with the earth or the closest. Yeah. So wherever it's noon on the earth, that's where it's hottest. Okay. And that's where more electrons are excited. Okay. And then they create these big four four big eddies that cover half of the planet. And they're swirling like this, you know, like uh, hurricanes, big ones. Yeah. And then as you go to one o'clock, you start shifting and two o'clock. And then you actually enter into the middle of these eddies. So you have a quiet time at two o'clock to four. And it comes back up at six to eight. Okay. And then it quiets down. So it's not just a perfect uh, undular wave. There's little peaks no. and troughs. But you have the cortisol study in here. This shows, <clears throat> here's four o'clock. It's oh, four, yeah, that was one of your first studies. That's four o'clock in the morning. 46. What happens in the home at four o'clock in the morning that causes your cortisol to skyrocket until 6 a.m.? It's not sound. It's not light because it's dark. You're in bed. Now, how come it increases when people are grounded? It's more... Uniform. Yeah, they all... They all they clump uh, together. Yeah, in that first okay. chart, without so, grounding, right. you're seeing so this is the, spikes this everywhere. This is a signal from the Earth. Okay. The change in the Earth's... The amplitude of Earth's electric field that cued this, the body, and then start producing cortisol. And you have to have high cortisol to get out of bed in the morning. Otherwise, you could have a stroke or a heart attack. Okay. All right, quick chicken. You feeling, uh, you feeling grounded right now? Not really. I don't. Okay. Okay, so since we were talking about how this affects you in older age, you recently lost a, a friend, a co-author, Martin Zucker, mm-hmm. and we, we just heard that, and first of all, so sorry to hear it. Yep. What did you lose him from? We, we didn't really see he that died, anymore. He died from COVID. He did. He did. Yeah. Oh, no. His, <clears throat> we were wondering based on the time. Yeah, he was 83. Yeah. He was 83 years old, going on 84, and his yeah. uh, daughter and her family came down from Canada, flew in from Canada. Mm-hmm. Spent uh, some time at the home, and two people in the home came down with COVID, and it had to have been from that visit because they were isolated before that time. Oh, no. He went into the hospital, and uh, he had it somewhat under control, or at least they thought he had it under control, and they let him go home. And then he's one of those guys that would go walk two miles <laughs> no matter what. And, sure. And, all, and I think what happened was... And, and he was a proponent of grounding, clearly. Oh, yeah. Carol, yeah. He helped write the book. Correct this book, he, yeah. He was my right hand for a long time. But he had some health issues prior to that where he had a cardiovascular issue where they had to go in and put in some kind of a valve. And he had lung issues where he would get over the years. He used to be a, an AP correspondent. Oh, cool. Uh, traveled, traveled the world. And, oh, wow. You know, yeah. lived, lived that life. But anyhow, cool. but he had uh, some lung issues. Once a year, he'd get pretty severe uh, cold and whatever those things that would mm, show up. Tonsillitis or something. And so just the cumulative thing, his health wasn't as good as, I mean, his health was good, but it wasn't good enough. Okay. Because so, he was clearly a proponent of healthy living and not... not oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was, a, he was a vegan, totally vegan. And he had a book same. about MSM or a couple books yeah. about... Yeah, MSM. he's got 30 health books. So okay. then, I mean, forgive my imprudence in asking the indelicate question, but could someone frame him then as sort of the, the counterpoint to this, that, you know, the idea that this will keep you healthy, here's someone who was doing it as regularly as someone could, and, you know, we still lost him. You know, we have some people that have cancer and... You know, especially like the breast issues, you put the patch here mm. where the where the Lymph vascular is feeding the oh, okay. the tumor, mm-hmm. and within a few days it'll dry up. You have other people that won't comply and they don't survive. You have they don't comply as and they don't do the protocol. Yeah, they don't do the protocol. Okay. But I'm not advocating that this is a cure for cancer. I'm just advocating that nothing can cure cancer except the body itself. 
Okay. I mean, you can radiate, you can cut it out and all that kind of stuff, but only the body itself can cure things. So but what presumably I'm saying, Zucker was doing the protocol. Yeah, so what I'm trying to, well, I don't know, yeah, he was just doing standard whatever he did for years, but he, his age was working against him. And um, a younger person, if they were to get grounded, the whole thing, I, I have to say it this way, it's not, you know, that's not the, the way I look at anything. The way I look at anything is Marty had a few health issues and he had to have a valve replaced just a few months before all of that happened. So his body and health was compromised. Mm. What about all the people who don't get COVID versus the people who do? The people who do generally have a major health disorder. Mm -hmm. The people who don't have healthy immune systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you're saying then that earthing is not by itself a complete cure-all? No, you have to have food. You have to have a good mental balance. You can't be living in fight or flight all the time. You can't be have all the stresses. You know, yeah. stress is a bigger yeah. killer than anything. Grounding will help with all these things. Keep put the fire out. But the things that feed the fire is what you have to also put out. Did but you COVID is like inflammation. I mean, yeah, COVID is a it attacks the lungs yeah. and it creates a cytokine storm. Yeah. So did you get so the vaccine when it became available? Uh, yes, I travel. I have to. Gotcha, yeah. But right. so so you see my confusion, right? If like if COVID is basically a disease of inflammation and someone who was yeah. your right hand man and did this protocol regularly, how do yeah. we explain that? Well, you can say that it doesn't work. Earthing doesn't work. <laughs> okay, that's one <laughs> that's way. One way. Is that yeah. how you and just leave it there. Is that Because how, that's how what you a lot feel? of people believe. Okay. But what do you think? Well, I know better. <laughs> you point to the other factors in Martin's life. Yeah. I mean, no, I, there's lots of people. I mean, we, we work with lots of people who have COVID yeah. and the long haulers and all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really simple because you're a long hauler, you still have the flares. You still have those things that go on with it. When you get grounded, you, if you put a patch here, patch here, you can't have a cytokine storm. Not possible. Okay. Did he not do that then, if it's not possible? Marty? Yeah. In the hospital, they wouldn't let him do anything. Ah, mm. uh, I see, I see. Okay. Okay. He went in the hospital, and they put him on uh, whatever you call the... Respirator. The ventilator. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and, so he uh, would have been better off had he not gone to the hospital then? I don't know that. But it sounds like likely. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah. I know he didn't want to give up, but... Yeah. But well, they, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very sorry to hear that. We were mentioning earlier, you, you mentioned competing products. I noticed that there was another website other than earthing.com called ultimatelongevity.com. Yes. And that also, it, it featured you. It, it looked official like you, you. They're a distributor. They have a little different way of marketing and stuff with some other products and things they do. So we okay. wholesale to them. Oh, okay. So, but they are using approved earthing products. Yeah. But I noticed on that site that you mentioned by name, like a lot of other companies that are derivative or knockoff or not well, we invented first of all we did all the research and the science i've spent over 20 million dollars to pay for all those studies and everything you see at the earthing institute oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. wow <clears throat> okay this thing here uh, will do probably 50 million this year so again we didn't look at this as a business uh, that we wanted to go make bed pads and stuff. That's the last thing you we said ever... that it, you found yourself in this business. Yeah, we found ourselves in this business. But the point is, we don't really market ourselves very much. We have a marketing people, and they do all the crazy. I don't know anything about it, but anyhow, the the main thing is our customer is a 35 to 55 year old female. 
she gets grounded and she has she has benefit. Then the first thing she does is ground her mother. Usually the product she receives, she gives to her mother mm. because her mother needs it worse than she does. Mm, sure. And she knows it works because she tried it. Mm-hmm. Then she buys another one for herself. Then she gives it to her sister or her girlfriend Word of mouth. or some other woman who needs. <laughs> so the average woman who starts grounding between yeah. the ages of 35 and 55, she will buy six to 12 products. Oh, wow. Within six to 12 months, one at a time out of her disposable income. Oh, wow. Aww. And give it to family members, relatives. She won't try to sell them. She just buys it for them yep. and puts it on the bed and says, put your butt on it and go to uh-huh. sleep. I absolutely know these women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it's very selfless. But that's this business. All we do is cater to that group of women. Mm. They're not doctors. They're not practitioners. They are family caregivers. Mm. There's one of them in every yeah. family, yep. in every group of families. Yep. So that's who we cater to. We don't go out and try to sell docs. We know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those other products, is it just that you're not certain how efficacious they are? Or do you think that they might be sham products? And, well, and I'll throw no. ESD equipment into that mix. Yeah. Does that work the same way? Well, yeah, you're grounding the body in order to yeah. get rid of static electricity to prevent. So it's uh, doing the same thing? Damage on a chip. Yeah. Uh, and they slow the dissipation down, the electricity way down, mm-hmm. so there's no spark. They don't want any spark of any kind because that will burn a chip or software or whatever. Yeah. We're a little bit faster than that because we only use 100K. But anyhow, to give you an, an answer... We started this, we developed all of the fabrics, mm-hmm. and this is our R&D center here. So we are indeed the fabrics, we are indeed the cords, which cords work, mm-hmm. uh, these kind of things. Uh, we build in all the safety, We because we know with electrical, everything's safety first. Mm-hmm. That's, most yeah. people wouldn't have a clue what that meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but anyhow, so we developed all these products. Now, as we develop products, sometimes we'll sell you know half a million of something or a million of something. And then we abandon it. The reason we abandon it because the cost is too high and the people who are using the product can't afford it because it goes bad too quick. That's why we discontinued mm-hmm. all the cloth, cotton fabrics with silver that, yeah. because yeah. the silver would oxidize and then people weren't getting the benefit. And this wouldn't be a visible change. It would just be... Uh, no, it's just... You, I can show you under a microscope. Yeah, okay. You know, the, the, those are micro-thin strands of silver they ox they become like i said with your grandma's silver you put your finger on it and the yeah. oil right. and the salts and the body salts from your it, and there's no easy way to like clean that oh we tried everything we had solutions we did everything you can possibly think of because we wanted to mimic what more likely to use they want a sheet mm-hmm. they want a cotton sheet they don't want to do anything different they're not going to comply mm-hmm. with anything more than three days not even a prescription oh <laughs> uh, yeah anyhow we tried to my first rule is you know don't change the environment. Don't do anything different. Do something in a way that it's invisible. Then we did, you know, mats like this that you put on your, use for a mouse pad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very similar. Because back then, carpal tunnel was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't hear as much about pointing car- to our mat that we were using. Yeah, you don't hear as much about carpal tunnel anymore. That's true, you don't. Right, we sold a few million of these things, so hopefully to those people. Okay. Oh, okay, that graph's going down, okay. So the cotton, or the, the mattress cover that we sh- showed you downstairs, okay, that's a special carbons in a special material with a special backing, with special conductive back on the backing also, and it's bulletproof. I don't care if you can buy that when you're first born and, and you can use it until the, on the day you die. It will not 
go bad. Wow, okay, it's a lifetime guarantee. So that took us years to develop. So the newer product is the best product. Yeah, it took us years to develop and millions of dollars, and now we have it. Now cool. we're trying to bring it stateside, if we can. You can't get anything done in the United States right now because everything is, you know, the pandemic has kind of turned supply and demand thing upside down for a while. But that's what sets the earthing product apart from all yeah, of the other Yeah, because we were interested in two things. One, we spent $20 million or so uh, with universities and scientists and researchers all around the world and to validate that grounding does affect physiology. That if you do not ground, you do have inflammation, you are gonna manifest a health, an inflammation-related health disorder. If you're female, you're, it's gonna be fibromyalgia, irritability, anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff, and then it's gonna to go to uh, MS, lupus, and then it's gonna to go to cancer or whatever. The men are more into the Parkinson's and the arthritis mm. and, and all of these kind of health disorders, but everybody has them. Yeah, and it's getting worse and worse every year. Our children now—we have one in what twenty-five uh, on the spectrum with autism. It used to be five, one in five thousand, or one in ten thousand when I started this twenty years ago. Hmm. When they, what's they, you know, like I asked a doc one time, well, what are we going to do? I mean, is anybody going to do anything? He said, "There's no insurance code for autism. How are you going to treat an autism? Who's going to pay for it? What's the cause of it? How do you treat it?" And 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 eighty percent of all women sleep alone now. Why do they sleep alone? It's hot in bed. <laughs> it's hot in the bed. Okay, well, that might be one of them. <laughs> you think it's a relationship-related thing? The, the, half the husbands are gone. Yeah, mm. They don't want to sure. take care of sick women and sick kids. Mm. Well, that's really sad. Yeah, that is a sad picture. With the autism, couldn't that also be a rise in diagnoses? Like maybe the cases were always there, but we just didn't know how to spot them. I don't know. You'd have to talk to somebody other than myself. All I know Fair. is what the CDC puts out every twice a year, once a year. One question I wanted to ask, what, what were the differences from edition one of the book to the second edition? We learned a lot. Well, we had more studies. Cool. Always good. Then as soon as the book got published, then because we didn't really know that anybody had ever taught this or whatever, then we found out there was you know, dozens of people in the last... 100, 200 years that had written books, you know, French and German, uh, a lot of people who, who were preaching grounding. Mm. Oh, okay. So you found just, out it was a bigger movement than you knew it about. It was a much bigger movement than we did. It had been forgotten because mm. when we invented lights, you know, it's like bugs through a light. And then we invented TV. Everybody moved indoors to watch more TV. They didn't play baseball anymore. We didn't do anything that we used to do when hmm. we were kids. And then when we went outdoors, we wore rubber sole shoes. Hmm. And so all of this shifted and changed. So the people who did know about it would have been your naturopaths and all those kind of people. Mm -hmm. But even they make their living selling juju. Everybody makes a living selling this stuff. I'm not interested in selling anything. I wouldn't care less whether I ever sold a patent. Well, okay, but and you I, do have a patent on them, right? We have a patent on grounding anything to the earth for reduction of inflammation. So, I mean, that's... Now, I'm not dogging it, but that's a way to make money. I mean, that's the purpose of a patent. Let's see. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's going to pay it for it. We probably spend you know, half a million a year with legal fees. Really? You sure. People, well, I'm just saying the point of the patent is so that only you can use that technology exactly as stated. 
Yes. It gives you a, you know, well, a tiny the monopoly you on that. The reason you patent it, because if you don't patent something and one company can be able to make a living off of it mm-hmm. or a business out of it, it mm-hmm. can't be because the other people will suck the lifeblood out of it oh, here. So of course, sure. And it'll just die away. When you talk about legal fees, you talk about defending that patent. Yes. Okay. Right. We, we knock off two or three people a week sometimes on Amazon. Defending that patent meaning suing other people. Preventing them from marketing their product. A cease and desist. Right. Cease and desist or whatever. But if they go yeah. use, they steal all of our website stuff. They steal mm. all of our... They mm. use your oh, graphics wow. and they studies. They use everything. We even, we're surprised sometimes we think it's us. That doesn't surprise mm. me. No. But anyhow, today, everything is mayhem out there. Patents don't mean anything unless you got money. Well, right. Sure. You, you as strong as the defense. Yeah. 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 But we have probably 100 people a month try to get into the grounding business. Wow. 100 people a month? Yeah. Okay. Around the world, yes. So you're kind of in the same position as that doctor who says, but I'm $100,000 in debt in medical school. How am I supposed to make it back? <laughs> well, I'm not in debt. This building's paid for. <laughs> well, we have no debt. Knock on wood. But, you that know, you see what I'm saying, for. though. Yeah. We have you know, no debts. But the, the business has to be paid for, so that makes sense. Yeah, but that's we're not doing this because we have to go make a buck. If I were doing that to make a buck, mm-hmm. I would just take all the money I ever had, put it in the stock market, and turn it into <laughs> another billion and say, excuse me, folks, have a good time. <laughs> you're gonna get grounded sooner or later. You're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be grounded eventually, so it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Quick check in and then another question I had. Are you feeling grounded right now? I feel hot more than anything. I could be grounded. It is very hot in this room. I don't, I, I mean, I could be. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, he's taking it off. End of experiment. No, it's all right. I can put it back on. Okay. 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 Whew. All right. <laughs> um, next question I had. So you mentioned that you've conducted a lot of studies and you know we read about them in the book. How would you describe like the best design study? What is the ideal study in your mind? Well, the ideal study is to go find, you know, 30 subjects who are healthy. They don't have any health issues, okay? Yeah. Which is impossible in the United States of America. <laughs> okay, but ideally, we're talking about a perfect yeah. study. So you but got a perfect study 30 subjects? At least 30 subjects. At least 30 subjects, okay. And 15 of them would be blinded or controls, and 15 of them would be the experimenters. Then you would monitor the results with proper equipment. What's like a study that you would like to do that you haven't done? What would you test for? Well, I think I'm about to do one of my last, finish one of my last studies. Oh, okay. Can next, you preview that at all? Next week or so. Oh, wow. And we've been working on, we have other studies that, that are going on. I'm trying to get other people to do all the studies. We have a lot of students now, a lot of youngsters that are finally saying, wow, this is neat. We want to do their doctorate or do whatever. Yeah. And I say, whatever you want, we'll give you all the stuff you need to do your experiments, but we don't want to participate in the design or whatever. You've got all of our research. You can take it from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have lots of them out there now. It's like the baby study they did at um, the Hershey Clinic in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, I don't With know the that. the vagal tone? Yeah. Oh, that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if it works on babies, it must work on humans. I mean, or adults. <laughs> oh, so you're doing the same thing on adults. Is that what you're saying? No. What I'm saying, if it works on a baby and it normalizes vagal tone in a preemie. Sure. Right. And heart rate variability. Right. What is it doing to me right now? But you were starting to describe a new study that you're working on. You got oh, a bunch of students. But that's how we know the grounding works. It doesn't matter what right. people hold in their mind because oh, everybody's got beliefs. Because the placebo the, wouldn't work yeah. on the child. I see what you're no, saying. Yeah. So we know that grounding does what it, we say it does. But gotcha. the main thing and what we've been working on for years, we started out working with the athletes many years ago because they had great results. 
especially the Tour de France. We we grounded the uh, U.S. Postal Team and the Team Discovery for like seven years in a row, which they won all the races, by the way. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, we would have a ground team that would go in France from hotel to hotel ahead of the team, one day ahead of the team, and they would ground all the rooms and everything, ground, oh, the, wow. ground the triage centers and everything. Huh. So the, they had, gr- you know, tremendous, the athletes have tremendous results. We grounded, you know, dozens of the elite uh, Nike athletes, whoever they all are. I don't remember all of them. Lance Armstrong? Was he? Oh, Armstrong. I that... still don't. I mean, Armstrong was not Nike. He was with the Tour de France. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, he's just a, one of them little short guys that whatever. <laughs> but anyhow, um, grounding is quite popular in the sports world. Okay. It doesn't talk about it because what's there to talk about? If they're I NFL or whatever, they can't talk about it publicly because... The NFL owns their marketing name and their, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, too bad. No, you can't you can't get them on your documentaries or website or anything like that. Not really. No, oh, not okay. without going through the NFL. No, oh. that's money. Bummer. That's, that's a money business. Okay. But anyhow, uh, where was I? I'm sorry. Oh, you were talking about the study that you are. Oh, they were at. just about to finish. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you all. I'll tell you half of it. Sure. Okay. Because the other half, I want it to we'll, be a surprise. We'll for take everybody. the half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have a significant imp- in uh, production of. Um, Mitochondria. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, the the energy centers of the the cell, right. and and so you're measuring that. You're measuring the output of mitochondria between a you mentioned a control group and a, this is an animal study where you're taking oh, the liver. Study. You can only do it in a in a live liver. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I don't talk about that stuff in public because a lot of people don't like to hear that. Sure. But yeah. a lot of that stuff has to be done in order to gain the... But this is part of other studies and so on. So, but anyhow, uh, if you can have... That's why all the athletes like earthing because it increases yeah. mitochondria so production. You mentioned blinding and how like with the infants, of course, the infants couldn't... Would necessarily be blinded because they don't know what you're doing. Nope. Were the nurses or whoever was taking the data, were they blinded as well? Yes. Okay, so it's a double blind study. Yeah. Okay. How did you meet Mariel Hemingway? Mariel's in the movie. Right. She just came along at the right time and happens to be a fan. Happened to be a an, an earthing earth earther or whatever. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's like in Hollywood. Most of the elite people in Hollywood are grounded. All of the oh. Avengers were grounded when, during <laughs> during the production of that movie. Really? Can't mention name by what? name. What? That's crazy. No. Like um, with your products or? Yeah. Really? All the Avengers? During production of the films. Okay. They, they, those are high output performers. Yeah. Uh-huh. They have I to can name cover names. every night. They have to be grounded in order to stay in the game and to do their okay. thing. Okay. To wow. do their magic. All right, Scarlett, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, we have other. So, so Mariel reached out to you or did you see her name on one of the distribution labels and said like, oh. No, she was a, a friend of a grounding group. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Whoa, it's me from the future popping in here to say stop everything, folks. I know you're in a very hot room. Mm -hmm. I know you're deep in the middle of these trials, Mm -hmm. but I just want to talk about gaming. You know me. I love a game. I love a screen, and I love to move around two-dimensional objects on it, and I talk about it in a way that everybody's like, she's a gamer. I get it. (laughs) I love points and jumping and then like shooting at stuff and then catching stuff and then like putting the stuff in a little trough and then <laughs> a trough. this is my collection of things oh this sounds like a great game it's, yeah I'm, I'm really into it it sounds a lot like best fiends 
Uh, oh, okay. Funny you should mention that because this episode is brought to you in part by Best Fiends. Okay. I am glad I mentioned that. I, I was just talking. It's a game you play on your phone. You can download Best Fiends on Google Play, on the Apple App Store. You can get it and then you can even play it when you're offline. Amazing. Once you've downloaded it. When you do download it, you will be the hundred million and one-th download because there's been a hundred million downloads of the game as of this recording there are exactly (laughs) 100 million downloads and you can be the 101th 100 million million and one (laughs) download that's like bilbo having his 111st birthday that's cute i think you would appreciate that part of (laughs) lord that part of lord of the rings so 111 years yeah okay got it. 111st cute very cute and also you would like hot on their birthdays, they give other people gifts. Oh, I like that. Yeah, That's see? cute. Yeah, very nice. Oh, I'm a hobbit. Yeah, see? Okay. I, I knew you'd find common I love ground. Lord of the Rings now. That's <laughs> my new thing. They'd be very good at earthing, though. They're always barefoot. And they, oh, right. They have and feet. I used to live in a hobbit house. That's right. Maybe this is all You're halfway just, there. Yeah, I need to really go back to my people. But speaking of Best Fiends. Yes. It is a game I play a lot, as uh, our listeners have now heard. Mm. And somehow my code had gotten turned off for adding me as a friend. Uh-oh. So if you're listening to this and you want to add me as a friend, I am 2350912. Whoa, he said that without looking. Okay, I'm on level 2142. Damn. Yeah, that's right. Try Meaningful. to catch up. Unless you've already passed me, as many of my friends have. So yeah, super fun puzzle game, free to download. If you want to buy some of the boosts inside the game, it, it can speed you up, but you don't have to. Huh? You don't have to. You don't have to. So uh, yeah, Feel try that? it out. It's colorful. It's fun. It's cute. It is cute. It's got cute little characters. And you know, as a kid, we didn't play for the sake of winning prizes. No. It was about having a good time. I don't know. Unless you're my god niece, Sonny, who apparently habitually cheats at games. Oh no, one of those. Yeah. I... <laughs> That's funny. My my friend Jackie, she owns the fact that she cheats in games and she thinks that if you don't cheat, it means that you don't care enough. Oh, wow. Yeah, I won't cheat, but I'm very intent on winning. I'll act cool. I'll play like no big deal. But I, if you beat me at something, it's because you won. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, I don't do that whole like, you know, I'm going to let you win thing. Even with children? Depends. Okay. Well, my godney Sunny is genuinely very, very, very good at games. Okay. But but she'll get that edge if she needs to. Heather, Heather pointed this out to me like, yeah, well, she's so good at games that she can learn to cheat at them very quickly. Well, uh, okay. And then I start, I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. Anyway, it, when you played games as a kid, it was about having a good time, doing new things, mm-hmm. never wanting the fun to end. And Best Fiends leaves you feeling refreshingly challenged. And it has literally thousands of levels. I still have my work cut out for me and uh, the adorable collectible characters just keep coming you're gonna have a tough time choosing a favorite Mm. so download this five star rated puzzle game best fiends it's free do it today on the app store or google play that's friends without the r best fiends Honey, 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 honey. Honey, honey, I'll honey, I'll never honey. remember the actual tune in that Winnie the Pooh song. Oh, you were pretty close to it. Close. Yeah. Close, but no cigar. The 2011 Winnie the Pooh film, underappreciated, underseen. Starring Ross Blotcher. I worked on it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, that was when I met you, you were working on that. And you oh, nice. showed me like a sequence. This is how long ago this was. You showed it to me and I remember thinking like, whoa, he has two monitors. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> now I would be like, where's all 
all your other monitors. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get some freaking monitors up in here. Yeah, are you you poor? <laughs> I'm jaded. So anyway, the reason I thought of Honey is because there's an amazing shopping tool called Honey. And I don't mean the thing that bees vomit up. I mean, for me, it's a browser extension that goes mm-hmm. right on there. I'm shopping. I'm like, shopping online. I want some shoes, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm going to check out. And then Honey's like, there's a discount code that maybe you didn't know about, Missy. Please go ahead, apply it. And I know that that feeling where you're checking out and you see there's that little spot there. Like (laughs) there are discount codes. I could be paying less than I'm paying. (laughs) How much are you giving people? Yeah, right. Are your friends getting this for half? And then do you ever do this? I just start typing like, friend, 50 off. You try to like social in. Spring 21? (laughs) Spring 20. Still working? No. Trying to use social engineering on it? No, no, I don't do that. I haven't tried that. Uh, Oh, wow. Though on occasion, I have gone online to look to see like, oh, what are some of the codes for that? Well, guess what? Honey does that for you. Mm -hmm. And it looks at recent codes that it knows have worked. Mm-hmm. And it tries those for you and it just pops up. You don't need to even invoke it. It'll just say like, hey, yo, you want a discount on this thing? Mm-hmm. And it bailed me out recently because I was buying a pizza. I'll say from Pizza Hut. Okay. Normally I do. You'll ha- say from Pizza Hut because it was from Pizza Hut? Or- yes. Okay, got I it. I just didn't You're, know whether. You'll admit it. I didn't it. know whether I needed that level of specificity. Now people are going to judge my <laughs> pizza taste. I eat pizza from all over the place. I love me a good stuffed crust. What can I say? Mm, he loves the hut. I was going to order it and I didn't have any kind of discount. Usually I do. And it was exceptionally expensive. It was going to be like 18 bucks or something. I'm like, okay. And then Honey popped up to the rescue and it said, hold on. You want me to try some codes here? I said, yeah, do it. Do your thing. Yeah. I tried a bunch of them and it knocked $6 off the price. Oh, dang. It's like, well, thank you, Honey. Yeah. That was and awesome. And then Cara walks in. She's like, you're welcome. <laughs> Exactly. That's how that worked. We made out. It was great. And also recently on an investigation, you and I were buying something online. Yeah. We did happen to know the product code, but Honey beat me to it. It said, oh, you want to use this code? And that saved us. It was like 60 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah, It was an expensive item. We'll tell you about it when we get to that investigation. And Honey makes manually searching for coupon codes a thing of the past. No research. The free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. This is an important point because mm-hmm. maybe there's more than one code. Yes. And one's going to get you $3 off, but one's going to get you $7 off. Which one do you want, Chris? You want seven. Correct. And all you have to do when you check out is just click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll see the prices drop. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash oh no. That's joinhoney.com slash oh no. Oh no. But before we go back deep into the past, we have a Jumbotron uh, right here. Um, what a sweet one. Guess what? It's to us. It's to us? To Ross Blotcher and Carrie Poppy. That's us. And it's from Emily. And Emily is from Kansas City. Oh, everything's up to date there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an Oklahoma reference. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. Oh, okay. They're going about as far as they can go. It's one of the Rodgers and Hammerstein plays I know least. Oh, well, it's bad. So listen, here's what Emily says. She says, recently, I saved $100 using your discount code at Third Love. Whoa. 
I know, $100, that's a lot. And now my tatas are more hakuna than ever before. <laughs> that's amazing. So thank you, Roz and Gary. P.S. If you ever make it anywhere near Kansas City, like for investigating the haunted graveyard in Stoll, I would be honored to take Carrie to Lebanon, Kansas, <laughs> so she can perform a one-woman show for me. Oh, I like it. One woman, one-woman show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she closes out, love you both. Oh, my gosh. Emily. That was this delightful. is so sweet. We saved you $100 and then you- <laughs> She put it right back in the pot. You gave it to us. That's so, so sweet. Thank you so much, Emily. And if we ever do make it to Kansas City, absolutely want to go to Lebanon, want to go to that tiny little chapel that supposedly is the center of the United States and would happily do a show in there for you. Very good. All right. Let's uh, return to Clint. In these charts here, yes. I noticed that when looking at the scales, like so you have the left and right comparison. Right. On the scale here, for example, the top reading is 31, I assume, Celsius. Mm -hmm. And then on the right side, the top of the scale is 36 Celsius for the reddest of the red. And then kind of a similar issue on the bottom where the scales are just slightly different. So it's right. hard to compare them left and right. Right. Yeah, why are, why are they different? Basically, what you're seeing there is where there is no fingers. That's called thermal amputation, meaning in thermal, you, your, your fingers are at room temperature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you ground somebody within a few minutes, then their circulation improves in their fingers and their toes. But, oh, you, but oh. he's talking about the scale. Like, don't you think it would be a better illustration if each one was calibrated to the exact same scale from left to right? I think they are. I don't know mm -hmm. anything about it. I, oh, okay. That was a, a researcher that presented that. I've never looked at the scale. The only thing to me, what that picture says, all women have cold toes and cold fingers. Okay. Well, I mean, the the issue is like, it's almost as if the left side is in inches and the right side's in centimeters. You know, it's the, the scale's off, so it's oh, hard I, to compare. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's just an error. Okay. Probably. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe edition three. Third edition. <laughs> yeah, third edition. We'll look forward to it. Yeah, I don't, I'm, oh. not, I'm not a proofreader either. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite thing, though, about the change from edition one to edition two is the confidence level boost. There was a question mark at the end of the subtitle in edition one, right. and it got upgraded to an exclamation point. Well, we did that because everybody got upset. Oh, oh really? They didn't, <laughs> they didn't like, like the question mark. No, they want, I mean, it, by making, no, by putting a question mark, it was softer. For sure, they didn't. They didn't want to accept that this could possibly be. Okay. They said you can't put that on there. Nobody's going to buy it. Either stand behind wow. it or don't. You know, okay. Whatever. Nobody's going to believe Plant you. Plant your feet firmly on the ground. Yeah, nobody's going to believe you. Put your foot you. down. And my, ad, I'm sorry, I'm a cowboy from Montana. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't take it, screw you. you know, go away. <laughs> All right, shit or get off the pot, right? right? Yeah. So yeah, to me, this is common sense and logic. This doesn't take. You shouldn't take thirty studies and twenty million worth of research. Yeah. All you need to do is get your shoes off your kids and get them outdoors. They're going to come indoors, be happier and healthier. One last question, and before I do that, the last time I'll ask you, how are you feeling? Are you feeling grounded right now? Oh, I don't necessarily feel grounded. Okay, and I'll tell you on that last one, you weren't. So hey. Okay. Good job. Okay. Thanks for doing that. I no appreciate problem. it. Okay. So then my, my actual question is we had, uh, as I mentioned for the podcast, we tried various things. One thing that we tried recently that talked a lot about inflammation was Wim Hof. Are, are, yes. you, are you familiar with that method? Yeah, How do you feel about that? I know him, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, does he do grounding? Do you feel like, um, like are people kind of wasting their time dunking themselves in cold water? Could they just be getting the same benefits from grounding? Um, well, first of all, when you get in the water, you're grounded. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one way to do it. That's an extreme way to do yeah, it. I think there's other issues there. 
you're stressing the body significantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know pushing it to its limits. And when you do that, it's like an athlete going out and pushing it to the limits. Mm-hmm. So I think there's specific unique benefits there. Okay. Maybe athletic benefits. Yeah, athletic, that, uh, mental. Un- unrelated to basic health. Yeah. And just as a corollary to that, to turn my one question into two, are there any practitioners out there who you think maybe take it a bit too far? You mentioned Juju earlier, who maybe are pushing something that is not reputable or maybe even an interpretation of earthing that you think is not advisable? Well, I ha- I, I'm not sure how to answer that because basically I'm a, a naturalist more than not. Mm-hmm. It's like I've told everybody, I said, if I don't see it in nature, I'm sorry, I can't buy it. Okay. Mm. So that's kind of the line that you draw. Yeah. And if it's a natural product and it's a natural whatever, I think, you know, I don't have the answer. And I'm not saying other things are bad. I don't know. Mm. But if it's battery powered or plastic or something like that. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of this energy stuff. I mean, Mm. people have to have fun. They have to make money and they have to entertain everybody. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody's got health issues. And the body today, you know, still people are living long, even though they have cancer and all of these health disorders. Yeah. And so what we're talking about more than anything is the quality of life issue now. Mm -hmm. Do you want aches and pains or not? Yeah. So if you sleep grounded, then you're going to recover at night more so because that's when the body heals and restores itself. So it's better to ground yourself during sleep. And the other thing during sleep is put it on your bed, sleep on it, or put it under a sheet. And yeah, you don't do have that. to do anything ever again. Just go to bed like you normally <laughs> do. You don't have to think about it. You make an appointment. You don't have to whatever. Grounding is nature, natural. It's an un, it's an absurd thing that we're doing. <laughs> you know, putting a rod in the earth and <laughs> yeah, yeah. bringing the electric field of the earth into the bed and mimicking laying on the earth. But it works. And today, people are not going to go back outdoors and live, you know, like we used to. So to me, I grew up in the television industry. And I remember when, um, you know, we had radio. We didn't have television. <laughs> And then we got television, and then we cable television and satellites, and I was an int- I was involved with much of that, the development of a lot of that, mm-hmm. cell phones and computers and all of these things. <clears throat> so what we have to do is like you know every twenty to forty years, as a new industry comes along, mm-hmm. that eventually everybody will adopt, bring into you know adopt and bring into their living environment, mm-hmm. whether it's a computer or cable or whatever it is, cell, cell phones. phones and so on. And I think that earthing over the next is one of those things because Mm -hmm. everybody's affected because they're not grounded. Mm -hmm. And all animals and all scientists, they need to redo all of their studies because they did too many of them on ungrounded subjects. Ah. So now we have two worlds. We're going to have grounded people and ungrounded people. (laughs) Another variable to consider when doing a study. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. The electrical surface charge of the earth is part of your immune system. Because if your body is at minus 15, 20 millivolts, you cannot have inflammation in a human body. Not possible. Because your body's full of negative charge. And it will instantly, at speed of light, reduce those reactive oxygen species. That's why people have all this benefit we're talking about. That's why you look 10 years younger right now. <laughs> um, it's true. But, I will say my hand's a little puffy. Okay. <laughs> is, the, is there any plan to make this wireless? You were talking about all no, these wires it's, earlier. It's, it's not going to be wireless. Oh, it's, it's got to be wired. It's, huh? it's here. But anyhow, so what we're going to have to Tesla. do. Tesla. What we're going to have to do in the future is we're going to have to uh, put conductive in all of our floors. Okay. Okay. That could be carbon. That's the wave of the future. Just little carbon fibers that are kind of somewhat invisible or carbon materials or silver particles. You think you're indoors, but you're effectively outdoors. Y- yes. That's the goal. Yeah, to bring the energy of the earth. So it's uniform, Inside. whether okay. you're outdoors or indoors. If you get into bed, you have to have 
some kind of a, you know mattress or covering or whatever so that you're sleeping grounded. That's the most important time because that's, okay. that's, that's when you heal and recover. Yeah, sit, sleep, or walk. You have to have grounded shoes. You have to have conductive shoes so that you can conduct Earth's electric field because when you are at Earth potential, then your immune system is happy because it can go and do what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. without creating all the hot burning inflammation yeah. and destroy all of that tissue. Then So you're compromising the immune system when you're not grounded. When you are grounded, then the immune system has this reservoir of free electrons that's going to take care of whatever it does. Whoever would have believed 20 years ago that a neutrophil was going to release reactive oxygen species, reactive, meaning electrically charged, that can go and rip an electron from you and destroy it. It's like acid. Certainly not me. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but that's the way, that's the way our immune system works. Very archaic. But it works. And the shoes aren't available for sale yet, right? No. Not yet. Dang. No. Okay. We're getting there. Well, so okay. Ross, how are we doing on our study? Okay. We tested eight trials. Oh, and, my uh, <laughs> All right. So what I was doing back here behind the scenes, well, I'd flip a coin, and then I'd either unplug or plug in based on that. Right. So the first time we were plugged in, and you said, I feel plugged in. The next time, this was the coin. We had a lot of plugged-ins in a row. So the second time we were plugged in, and you said you didn't feel connected, the third time we were plugged in and you said you didn't feel connected. The fourth time we were plugged in and you felt connected. The fifth time uh, you said, not really, no, we were still plugged in. And then the sixth time you said, not really, no, and we were still plugged in. And then the seventh time you said, could be grounded, and you weren't. Yeah. And then you said the last time, I don't feel grounded. That's correct. You were not grounded. So what's so the success rate there? So we've got one, two. I'm not very good at that, huh? <laughs> so I failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three out of eight, definitely right. And then one kind of on the bar, like not too sure. Okay. So it's 50-50. Almost. Yeah, so the, the main thing is I don't have any hot burning pain in my body. Well, that's good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. No, but that's what... I have a little bit. Forget your <laughs> your elbow is what you were talking about. Raise your elbow. Or, you have better range of motion. Um, I'm not sure. I still feel like I said I still feel the pain, but it's not significant. It's not terrible. Right. I'll tell you that. But look at her face. Doesn't she look younger? Isn't her skin more? You look pretty good, Carrie. Oh, yeah. thank you. I so think the hot so what we did is we normalized your blood viscosity. Okay. And it got into the facial capillaries mm. and oxygenated the tissue, so your skin is glowing. More glowing. Do you think the hundred degree heat has anything to do with it? <laughs> with you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. It's probably the heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we could go on forever. As you can see, we even brought a blood pressure monitor. We were trying that on ourselves <laughs> earlier. We have a voltmeter, but you've been so generous with your time, Clint. Yeah. The, the, Thank you uh, so much. Those are subjective oh. because you know what's on a person's mind mm, can affect mm-hmm. their blood pressure. Sure. It's going to affect their blood pressure. Definitely. If they're a sympathetic, you know, it's a sympathetic response or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, parasympathetic, you're, you're, you're more parasympathetic when you're grounded. You put them in the chair downstairs and do the blood pressure before and then sit for 15, 30, 20 minutes. So you're saying in a well-designed study, that's another thing you have to yeah. account for. Yeah. But anyhow, we've got 24, 5, yeah. 6. Very impressive number of published studies peer-reviewed studies show me somebody else show me some other cowboy from montana (laughs) show me a doctor that's got that many peer-reviewed published studies dr anthony fauci (laughs) well he may have but i mean generally speaking (laughs) yeah yeah the local doc they don't have any published sure yeah average clinician certainly not is not doing research but but the point is they all got published we've never had a study turned down Okay. Uh, when we got our patents, they said no one's ever taught this before, so there was no comments on our patents. There will be no patent comments on our next patents either because they're totally original. If I may sneak in one more question I wanted to ask. Sure, you can ask me if you want. These devices, are they FDA cleared, FDA approved? Have you dealt with the FDA? 
Well, did you watch the movie? Yeah, and, and the FDA was mentioned. In fact, one of your, your main speakers on screen, I don't remember his name. Richard Koch. Richard Koch. Okay, he had worked for the FDA. 30 years. Okay, but did these products, did they go through that process? No, the problem, if you, if you get clearance on the FDA, mm-hmm. depending on what you're using them for, how they're going to be marketed, uh, first of all, you got to do clinical, do all your clinicals. What we did are primarily proof of concepts, mm-hmm. meaning that there's something here you need to look at this and it's kind of uniform no matter what you do to the body you're affecting the autonomic nervous system but they would want something bigger a bigger study more expensive study well no no you have to pick something there's no precedent for this kind of a device for treatment okay Okay. Uh, the only thing that would be a precedent would be a patch they put on you a ground patch before they open you up because they have to keep you grounded Mm -hmm. in order to prevent charge so they don't create a cardio event or something so so do any of these have an fda label on them okay but the reason is because, one, we're not ready for that. Everybody's told us that, you know, what you have here is earthing is a natural phenomena, and the FDA doesn't regulate natural phenomena. Uh, if you're going to go out and suggest that it cures cancer, then you better have a body of evidence, a large body of evidence to support that and, and run it by the FDA. And then the FDA will say that it does do that, but you won't be able to sell it. No doctor will be able to say it cures cancer. Mm-hmm. They'll just tell you to get one like a drug. Yeah. You, you were talking about there's a lot of flim flam artists out there. It's probably good to have that high level of oh, it is. quality concern. Yeah, I, I totally, I don't have any problem with the FDA. I think a lot of it's, I mean, that is a cartel with the, AMA, the FDA, and, and it's the same people, and, and it's a business like you know the auto industry or any other business. Hmm. They got to protect their people, their members, and they got to control their reputation. They got to control, and there's high standards, and it should be. There's also a lot of the stuff that isn't regulated. There's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of stuff being sold out there that shouldn't be sold. Okay. Yeah. When the FDA regularly cracks down on those things, And they try too. to. They try yeah. to. But there, are, there is freedom of speech. There is all of sure. these things. You know, I, I'm not the judge. Yeah. I'm, I'm only here for one purpose, one reason, to help people understand that you came from nature and you've insulated yourself from nature now and your body's on fire. <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> so it's got to be fixed. I'm 77. I don't know if I can fix all the problems and I don't know whatever, yeah. but all you youngsters out there, that want to maybe get a, find a new niche in the medical world, here's a niche you might have some interest in. We already know that people recover probably 70% faster from injury or surgery if they get grounded, stay grounded. And docs know this, a lot of docs know it, but what do you do with that information? Nothing. Hmm. Oh. Good for you. Keep doing it. <laughs> oh, I see. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, okay. the athletes, that's the main reason they like earthing is because they recover faster. And if they get injured, they can stay in the game. They can recover overnight because you ground the body, it's negative, and the inflammation is reduced and prevented from becoming out of control and knock you out of the game. So anyhow, this is a phenomenon that has yet to be figured out. We have a few studies left that are going to be very, very significant. Okay. And what those studies are going to say is, this, is this going to be a device for people who want to maintain health or is it going to be for sick people? I'll pick the healthy people any day because they are on purpose. I don't think I followed that. I'm sorry. So the sick people, you can't make them better with the grounding? You can put the fire out. I see. Okay. You can stop the inflammation. But what's feeding that inflammation? No exercise, bad food, yada, yada. So you want right. to take healthy people and measure the recovery. No, I don't want to measure anything. I, who are the people who are going to 
want this knowledge, want this information. Sick people? I would think sick people would want it. No? No, it's the no. athletes, it's the performers, oh. it's the healthy people. The women 35 and up. It's the healthy people. Yeah, and the, and the moms, it's, it's the healthy people. Oh, okay. Huh, okay. okay. Because this isn't covered by insurance. Right. Sick people. Well, we think everybody would want to know about the most important health discovery ever. Well, I, I think they need to know about it, and I think they need to get off their butt, go outdoors, take a chair if they can't walk yet, yeah, or can't don't have enough energy to walk two a mile or two. Take and go outdoors, sit on the on a chair, put your take your shoes and socks off, put your bare feet on the grass, do it in a little bit of sunlight, but not direct sunlight, so that you can get a little bit of sunlight too. Because the other problem you have is that we now live in a box; we no longer get our vitamin D or our sunlight. Mm-hmm. Everybody's vitamin D is down mm-hmm. around. 20, yeah. 25 where it should be around 80 and, and uh, get a little vitamin D get a little bit of negative charge and then your body's kind of like a fuel cell and it's going to start functioning <laughs> and then they so do that for a half hour you're going to say oh my I feel something in my arm I feel some something crawling up my legs and then all of a sudden <laughs> they sit up that? a little bit straighter and the pain's a little bit less the demeanor changes on their face and then the next time they do it they do it a bit a little bit longer and then eventually they decide well I like this I'm going to do more of this then they begin to understand it and experience it. Uh, moms try to get the kids to go out and play in the yard, take their shoes off. Don't let them wear shoes on purpose. Let them but, play in the dirt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's good but, advice. But there's, this is kind of a, a, an interesting thing. This isn't like a, I, I don't know what to say. It's not a medicine. It's, it's not a treatment. It's, it's nature. Okay. <laughs> it's like going out and playing in the park. The way things should have been all along. Yes. Okay. It's like breathing clean air, getting sunshine. Eating some fresh food off the vine or pull it up out of the ground and wipe it off and eat it. Well, that's... Uh... Yeah, it's about being in, in harmony and rhythm with the earth and the rhythms of the earth and the energy of the earth. I mean, everything that is connected to the earth is grounded. Every animal that lives on the earth is grounded. Yeah. The only animals that aren't are humans and, and indoor pets. Well, it's, uh, I think a, a good note to end on. Thank you, Clint. We really yeah, appreciate it. thank you so much. Well, I enjoyed it. We appreciate <laughs> your time today, your yeah. stories. And I'm, I'm sorry I failed my test. A lot of new information. <laughs> no, that was fun. Though. Thanks for being a willing participant. And thanks for sitting in the Next time we're going to get us. a different subject and one that's got some pain in their body. Oh, good. I'm all for uh, good studies and good trials. <laughs> Sounds yep. great. Okay, well, thanks again to Clint Ober. Yeah, what a stimulating Clint interview. (laughs) I see what you did there. Thank you. (laughs) He welcomed us with open arms and gnarly feet. He showed us his feet. That guy has some calluses on his feet. He goes out, tries to walk every day barefoot. And yeah, he was wearing band-aids on each big toe. Uh-huh. It reminded me of I had a woodworking book when I was young. And in every photo, the author had a different band-aid on a different finger. <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious. It was like, uh, to the point it was a joke. Like, what is going on? That's a fun detail. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he showed us his feet and they were like just kind of caked and flattened and dusty. And yeah, just super calloused. It was almost as if his They're, feet were trying to protect him from always going barefoot on the hot grounds. If we had discovered him somewhere in the mountains alone, he would be a super calloused, fragile mystic. Wow. Okay. And if he hadn't brushed his teeth, he'd be plagued with halitosis. Okay. Did you prepare for this? No, but it's a joke I've heard before. Oh, okay. I did not just still, come up with that. Still pretty impressive because it really works out with him. <laughs> yeah. Kind of mystical guy. No, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I kept thinking like, oh, your feet have to be so gross. And then he showed us and I was like, oh, well, 
you know, they're not quite Truth as gross as I pictured, but mm, pretty gross. They won't go on wiki feet. Probably not. Oh, good point. Good point. Ah, I don't know. know maybe, they, maybe they deserve an entry. <laughs> Let me look. Clint Oberwiki Feats. Let's see. Our internet search Whoa, histories. What? Hold on. <laughs> what? What happened? His feet are on Wikipedia. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at that. I mean, so it's, yes, a, it's a top view, oh, so my... they do look a lot nicer okay. than the bottom. But... He has an entry. Amazing! <laughs> I will never again assume someone's not on WikiFeed. I made the mistake about myself, and it's not true. I'm on there. That's hilarious. So, wow, a lot happened in that interview, both parts. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely one of those interviews where we really had to pick, okay, which parts of this do we stop and say, ooh, how do you know that? What does that mean? Are we sure about that? Because, you know, he'd make a lot of claims at once. Yeah, it's it's easy to Monday morning quarterback Mm-hmm. an interview especially one like this where there's a lot being said and yeah if you stop them at every single thing it's not a conversation yeah uh, so yeah you got to be selective about that but he clearly knows the material he's referencing pretty well mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think and I felt like he was being pretty sincere throughout the majority of this yeah that's always the question you know how much does this person truly believe what they're selling or saying mm-hmm. you know it's hard to know for sure but I feel like there is a lot of earnestness there. Yeah, I think of if there's a a scale between Kimberly Meredith and Shakuntali, where I think of Kimberly Meredith as like totally sincere, maybe willing to lie for Jesus, mm-hmm. but probably still fundamentally believes what she's doing. And Shakuntali, who I get the impression does not. Really um, cynical about right. what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. I think Clint is probably further toward Kimberly Meredith but I'm not going to put them all the way over next door. Yeah, and and Carrie and I have talked about this in various contexts, but we feel there's often movement on that scale. You Absolutely. Kind of, you start out in one place and then, well, now I've made this my business, my livelihood. Mm-hmm. People expect things of me. I've been told a lot of selective testimonials and stories. And you know what? I'm starting to buy into it more. You know, yeah. I wasn't sure myself. I had a question mark on my first edition, <laughs> but you've moved me to an exclamation mark. Yeah. You told him at one point that you still felt the pain on your hand. And he said, well, of course you do. And I was thinking then, and I think this applies to other stories of his, if you had said, no, my pain went away, mm-hmm. he would have said, uh, see, of course it of did. Of course it did. That's an unfalsifiable situation where whatever input comes in, you can just right. say, well, yep, that's what I anticipated. Right. And he said it would be 10 times worse if I hadn't been grounded. Oh, okay, well, I'm not going to go sma- unplug this and smash my hand back yeah. into the desk. So, And with grounding, you don't really have the control of smashing one hand grounded and smashing the other hand ungrounded. <laughs> right. So, yeah, But I mean, I could unplug, wait, I don't know, 25 <laughs> minutes or something and do it. Yeah, it's just but, it's yeah. a very inconvenient thing to measure in the moment to like, oh, 10 times less, huh, than I would have right. felt otherwise. Right. Uh, also, I can tell you right now, I've hurt my hands before. It was a normal feeling of pain. It mm-hmm. hurt quite a bit. I felt like he was kind of double-minded on a few things. For example, like on whether he was pro or anti-capitalism because he seemed very pro-capitalism when it came to running his own businesses and getting this earthing business off the ground, so to speak. Yeah, sourcing his materials from outside the U.S. Keeping it on the ground. Uh, But then he was attacking the profit motive of medical professionals. Right. I tried to 
try to bring him back to that point. He never wanted to say it outright, but he wanted to suggest it in 20 different ways from right. 20 different angles to right. say like, oh, well, they're all trying to get your money, but I'm not. Right, right. But wait, aren't you though? Yeah. And you tried to tie him down on the whole patent thing and all that. Yeah. Which may explain why immediately after the interview... Clint took us back to the warehouse and just started giving us free products. Yes. And just before we went down there, he said, yeah, do you want any of this stuff here? Because there were some things on the table, Mm. including one of his kits that are for emergency first responders. Oh, yeah. He said, you know, if anybody's got chronic pain or whatever. And I said, well, I do. I have migraine. And he was like, okay, you want this? And it kind of seems lackluster about it. like. But then he'd do it like you would give him an out where he could have just said, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Uh Were you? didn't sound too invested in like yeah i need that but Uh he'd be like well all right sure and then yeah he'd be unplugging things out of the wall here take this mat here's another one have Mm -hmm. this so yeah he was kind of ransacking his office (laughs) and then i said my fiance has cerebral palsy so you know his feet hurt a lot of the time and he said oh okay okay well you should definitely okay we've got some stuff for him and then he said how did he get cerebral palsy which i thought I don't know. It just seems like Hmm. you can't know that much about what cerebral palsy is if you ask, how did you get? It's not like something you get when you're 14 or something. Sure. But anyway. Maybe just one specific biographical details. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. You know, I said, well, he had a stroke in the womb. He said, oh, okay, 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 got it. So when we went downstairs, he gave me a mat to put under our fitted sheet on our bed. Yes. To ground us and then said, let him know in a week how Drew is feeling. I must admit, I put off putting this on our bed because it's not comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) But I finally did it. Last night. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Just one night. Yeah. But the first night is supposed to be amazing. And I think we'll still have Drew around in six days and can check in again. Okay. Shall we hear how the first night went? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, babe. He's on his way. Uh, Yeah. Clint was taking a long time to search through what what size bed do you have again? King? Okay. And then he's checking every box, checking it twice, uh, looking at this weird code that they have on them. Finally, he finds the king for you. And then he asks, what about you? What what size bed do you have? I have a queen. Okay. So he's looking. Uh, Yeah. He gave us these. Guess what the retail value of that mattress Ooh. cover is? Yeah, I bet it's a lot. I'm going to say $140. $299. Oh, damn. On earthing.com. Oh, honey, we we really made out. Okay, I'm going to put give my mic over to Drew Spears. Hey, Ross, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Drew? Did you how did you sleep last night? I would say so-so. I oh. uh I wasn't feeling super hot last night. And then I woke up also not feeling super hot, like just kind of like that groggy, cold kind of thing. I actually took the day off from work uh, oh, today because right. I've been feeling a little sick. I mean, it's not like I'm not dying. There's nothing like, yeah. to be concerned about. Good. But it's like that, like, you know, mid-range, just like sluggishness. Okay, so it doesn't sound like you had like a miraculously improved night. No. How did you feel about this mat being on top of your mattress? Oh, pissed off. <laughs> You know, you don't like um, it. One time when I was in sixth grade, our class went and took a trip to the USS Lexington, which is one of those decommissioned, like, oh, yeah, uh, battleships. It's in Corpus Christi, Texas. The whole thing is like, you know, you tour it around, but if you're at school, they'll give you like a thing where, you know, 
a bunch of people like act like drill sergeants and yell at the kids and like scare them and shit and then <laughs> then you sleep in the barracks on like these like gross like stained sheets oh i see what uh, we're coming around to okay and i would say i mean i think they put like like bits of vinyl mattress and i think they probably put like probably rubber sheets on it too just to prevent like <laughs> you know piss yeah sure and everything. make it easy to clean up yeah this was not dissimilar to that <laughs> the- I she didn't care for it. I told Carrie that out of all the things she's done through the show, one night's fine. A couple nights fine. I understand. But if like okay. she were to like make us do this for like three weeks, yeah, I would be very upset. Okay. Well, I'll live. Okay, Carrie. I mean, it sounds like I don't have all that much. Ca- Carrie asked about one week. Kara's been a real champ. We're uh, three or four nights in, and she's what did she think about it? She hasn't complained about it. I'm admittedly very fickle about like sleep situations. So I yeah. like the idea of them adding on the advertisements. You know, all the comforts of a Corpus Christi battleship. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I've been on the show, we've been looking. People have said like, "Oh, this cures cerebral palsy," and I'll say this. At my work, it's like pretty hard floors and I'm on my feet a lot. And, you know, I've been having kind of achy ankles. Yeah. And I did today have less achy ankles. However, I want to point out, I took the day off work ah. and have been laying down a lot because I've been sick. So it might just be from. But so I'm also getting a lot of time on the grounding mat. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. We, we will certainly see in a week. All right. Um, keep, keep it up. Thank, thank you, babe. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Drew. It did strike me as humorous as I was taking off the fitted sheet, removing everything from the bed, putting this flat mat, which did fit the bed just Mm. fine. There's these straps on each corner that then go under the mattress to hold it in place. Mm -hmm. And then you put your fitted sheet back on top. Right on top of it. And I was thinking that too as I was putting it on. Well, wait a minute. Fitted sheets aren't known for their conductivity, especially cotton ones. Right. Your whole thing was like, you're going to cover this thing that's not grounded with a grounded thing so I can go directly on the thing. And we're talking about, you know, really subtle charges. Yeah. And this fitted sheet's probably going to block them. I was thinking that yesterday but as I was putting it on. Now you're on this kind of, you know, crinkly surface. So as you're moving around at night, yeah, you feel this thing under you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm reminded that this is here because it's uncomfortable. And I had insomnia last night. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I do have now my regular sleep rating from my you know apple watch and auto sleep and i didn't have particularly good nights of sleep actually i'd say they were a little less good than the preceding nights okay i wouldn't say it was directly due to the mattress thing it was just normal fluctuation but if you had had extremely good sleep yeah. clint would absolutely count it a hundred percent of course so we have to count that drew actually feels a lot worse today okay yeah yeah his feet feel better but maybe because he's not walking around he's not walking yeah uh yeah yeah but we each got 299 mattress cover and that kit he gave us the patch kit has 90 patches in it i believe Uh, i guess how much that goes for i've got one here Um, you got 150 69 dollars oh 69 69 Oh, bless him. Bless him. So he was just uh, handing us this stuff. Yeah. I think maybe in uh, a partial effort just to show, look, I'm not trying to get money off this. But yeah, he kept saying uh, we had our best year ever last year. We doubled sales. Right. But then he but would- But we're not like making money. Yeah. Then he would say, well, the whole market's changing and everything's topsy-turvy right now. Well, you're making it sound like it's bad. Right. Very much felt like- 
listen, what whatever you need it to be in your head that gets me out of this jam in this sentence. Right. It's we made exactly that much to the dollar. He said he spent half a million dollars suing people just to protect yeah. his patent. Talked about twenty million dollars put into research, but then he would say, "Well, I can't afford celebrity endorsements. That's too much money." Mm-hmm. Then trying to have it both ways with the celebrities, saying, "Oh yeah, there's lots of really famous people who use it. I just can't name them." Right. The Avengers almost tempted to try to track that claim down and see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, that's right. All of the Avengers. Scarlett, if you're listening, (laughs) let us know if you are using grounding. Mark Ruffalo, chime in. Oh, he's one of them? Yeah, he's uh, the Hulk. Oh, he's Hulk. I'm doing my Hulk impression. Yeah, yeah, Carrie's Hulk involves her (laughs) lifting her hands up in the air, kind of forming them into a half claw. Yeah, because he's like, Yeah, sure, yeah, he is her, yeah. Who else? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I don't like Robert Downey Jr. Okay. He's irritating. Go away, Robert Downey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he was like a big fan of the He's podcast? The He's like, one. well, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> I liked you, Carrie. Okay, you know, if he likes the podcast, I'm sure that would make me come around on him. So. You, you just earned a few points in Carrie's book, Robert. Uh, yeah, can I call you Robert? Yes, you may. Let's see, who else we got? We got... Wait, is it because Iron Man is one of the Avengers? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Okay, because I've seen Iron Man too. Then you got Chris Evans. He's Captain America. Okay, don't know who that is, but okay. You got Chris Hemsworth. He plays Thor. Oh, was he married to Miley Cyrus? Oh, that's Liam Hemsworth. Um, um, then I don't know who he is. Jeremy Renner, don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, he plays Hawkeye. Uh, and Spider-Man is technically an Avenger. Oh, okay. Uh, right now played by... Andrew Garfield? That was the previous one. Okay, I thought see, he did... I know something. Yeah, yeah, I think he did a good job. Now it's... um, It'll come to Tom me. Tom Middleston. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Tom Holland is ah. Spider-Man. Oh, okay. He's a very good Spider-Man. No idea. Anyway, so apparently they were all grounded, according to Clint Ober. Yeah, uh, so. Taking that with a grain of salt. If you are an Avenger, please get in touch. Lots of having it both ways. Yeah, ACDC. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's kind of like AC. He goes back and forth rapidly. <laughs> In America, 60 times per second. Don't worry, listeners. If you couldn't follow any of that part of the conversation, I couldn't either. Yeah. I just listened to the experts in cases like that. That uh, negative 20 millivolts thing just floored me because like, what does that even mean? Grounded you, yeah. (laughs) Right. Because in reference to what? Because usually the the Earth is your... Baseline, your sea level. But yeah, any movement of electrons is because there's a disparity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's equaling out. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. What are what are you saying that in reference to that? It's negative twenty millivolts, right? And so, I'm it, trying to think of a good analogy, it's like saying she's two percent tall, <laughs> right? Yeah. And in his response to my clarifying question, he backed a lot of like quick talk in there, and then I went, oh, maybe I'm missing something here. But I passed it by our buddy uh, Spencer, Spencer Marks, who's been kind of my low-voltage electricity expert friend in all of this. Uh, that's what he does professionally. Uh, I've worked with him in the past, and so I, I know yeah. I can go to him with electricity questions. Great friend of the show, also in our Raelian episodes. Yeah. Uh, Spencer is featured. Oh, and uh, Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, he helped keep us safe. Lots He's wonderful. Of Spencer references throughout our episodes. He, he listened to this, and he said, yeah, no, this doesn't make any sense this sounds like someone making stuff up Mm -hmm. and just hoping he's gonna kind of blind you with 
science sounding language. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said, yeah, even to someone who does this stuff every day for years, what he said means nothing is mm. equivocating about DC versus AC. No, still doesn't mean anything. And Spencer's kind of given me helpful clarifying notes uh, all throughout because this is not my specialty in any way, shape or form. Any mistakes are still mine, of course. But uh, he was also pointing out that Clint keeps talking about the travel of electrons from the Earth to your feet, uh, but not necessarily. Electrons are always just going to travel towards the positive charge. You know, like mm. it's always just going to be a balancing act. So sometimes that's going to be from the Earth to you. Sometimes that's going to be from you to the Earth. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that until Spencer said that. Yeah, that makes good sense. So anyways, thanks to uh, Spencer for explaining that. I'll, I'll throw in a couple other notes that I've heard. That whole thing where we're holding the prongs and measuring our own essential closed circuit. You know, there's no reason why there should be a differential between your left hand and your right hand. Mm -hmm. So this gets a lot of people curious. Okay, yeah, what is that that you're picking up? EMF, that's one of the kind of theories about that. Another is that maybe it's the oils in your skin mm -hmm. that have a slight uh, electrical differential and then uh, connecting them evens that out. So that, that could bear further study, but um, mm. just throwing that possibility out there. And I noticed that Clint also used a lot of... I would say blinding with science where he had some $20 words that he would trot out. I mm -hmm. uh, noticed he talked about neutrophils a lot, mm -hmm. which are a common type of white blood cell that heals tissues, responds to infections. Okay. But you know, why not just say white blood cells? Sure. Kept saying neutrophils, this neutrophils, that uh, yeah. he talked about cortisol. He talked about cytokine storms. Uh-huh. Well, well that, that one I hear about a lot. Yes, that is one of the ways in which COVID can be very dangerous is by triggering an overreaction by the immune system like that. But it, to me, it just felt like he was kind of trying to throw in like a big term where you'd say like, oh, well, you clearly know more about this than I do. It, totally possible. It's also possible, though, that someone else did that and he memorized the verbiage and whatever mm -hmm. resource. I mean, since he is the head of this operation, as you said, the mistakes are still his. But yeah, you kind of never know, like, okay, if there's probably someone blinding with science somewhere in this chain of events, but like, was it you or are you just someone who just nodded along? Right. But even inheriting that knowledge and then kind of passing it off in this yep. authoritative way uh, yeah. is, a, is a choice. Especially when you own the company. Yeah. Absolutely. And he said things like, I've read more scientific papers than... <laughs> right, than most doctors. Most doctors. Yeah, I was thinking like, I'm not even sure that's true, but okay, we're talking about clinicians? Okay, maybe. <laughs> I'm thinking about my sister. She's reading stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, got her nose in the book trying to stay current. And he's giving us little half studies from many, many years ago. Yeah. The FDA thing, I think that was a big dodge. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I did not predict that. I was telling you on the way home, like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you caught that. Because in the movie, that does feel like an intentional... When we raised the question, his first comment was, well, did you see the documentary? Right. It seems like an intentional obfuscation in the right. film. Because they have this guy saying, like, oh, so few things actually get FDA cleared. Right. So uh, the implication is <laughs> the that... The implication is, and this was. That's right. what makes it special. And, and I, I am the embodiment of the FDA here in this interview. And right. clearly, I approve this thing. And I was telling you, like, oh, I pride myself on like noticing what's left out of a story, and I didn't, I didn't pick up on that one. I'm so glad you did. But yeah, then when you asked him, he's like, oh, did you see the movie? <laughs> right. Oh, you're still going to ask more questions about that? Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know the uh, the whole story about Martin Zucker, his oh, yeah. longtime right hand man. Uh, you know, I think the implications there are pretty clear. 
Yeah. And and you could see him try to kind of wriggle his way out of that. But there was a an interesting moment where he sort of capitulated and said, oh, I guess you could just say this is all nonsense. Yeah, I know. And you feel bad for him. You want to help dig him back out of yeah. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and you can say that. That is one interpretation. Um, leave it up to the listener. One note I thought was really funny is that the earthing building is surrounded by cement and it's this big stone edifice you think there'd be like i don't know like greenery on the the (laughs) roof or something and there's just this tiny little patch of grass right out front of this gigantic building yeah this building that's like the size of noah's ark essentially Mm -hmm. um just 40 cubits i I just wonder if they ever like walk people out there and trot them onto that grass and be like see feel that (laughs) you feel that now come inside and stand on the mat see feel it yeah, you know, he, he did say that any dirt would do, which made me think, like, could I just put dirt in, like, a planter's box and put that under my desk? When I asked, like, if it mattered how much earth you had. Yeah, he said no. He said it didn't, right. Yeah. But well, what if this little patch hasn't been struck by lightning? Right. I'm not sure why the lightning thing was really important to any of this. Reactive oxygen species, that's another one he kind of mm. would just sort of conversationally throw out there. It felt like um, he was trying to blind with science a little bit. And then our little test, that was fun. He seemed to realize that he had failed the test. Carrie and I went through and re-listened to all of his responses. And there was a lot of waffling language where he says, well, you know, yeah, I, I, I think I'm plugged in right now, but I'm not really sure. I could be plugged in. Maybe it's the heat. Right. But what we did was we kind of listened again just to clarify whether he was overall giving the impression, you know, he had to do one or the other, overall giving the impression that he was plugged in or, or saying right. that he wasn't. We would accept an abstention if he had just said, I don't know. I have no idea. But every time he did go more one way than the other. So we just said the confidence level is interesting, but but we're still looking for a yes or a no. So what was really funny and annoying in the moment was I was flipping this coin onto the ground in the room. And the first time it came up heads, mm-hmm. second time it came up heads, <laughs> third time it came up heads. It's like, come on, give me some differential. But this is the lovely thing about randomness. Yeah. The fourth time, heads. <laughs> Fifth time heads. Was there any point where you like turned it over to make sure there weren't two heads? <laughs> well, I picked out the Benny and I remember checking oh, okay. the back. Uh, okay. So I knew there was a tail <laughs> okay. on this. Six time heads. Goodness. Seventh time finally got a tail. Okay. And the eighth time finally <laughs> got, got a tail. tail. So wow. when we held him to the standard, he got three out of eight. Wow, that is chance. Just as if you were guessing a binary decision or maybe you might say flipping a coin, right. Uh, (laughs) So he realized he did not do uh, well on that test and he did not. That's right. He is correct. That's right. Um, And he did did seem to think that he would be able to tell. So we got him to agree to the premise that he should be able to tell the difference. And he had sensations, but I think he got more noncommittal as time went on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, maybe I'm not so sure about this. And he did say as we were setting him up, no one's ever done this. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe they should, Clint. Uh, Maybe they should. And he made a lot of claims about really complex diseases. Yeah. Cancer, lupus, MS, these things that are multifactorial, causes that aren't completely understood in some cases, things that people have been working a really long time on and, you know, really smart people devoting their lives to. And he's just coming and saying, oh, yeah, you just need to ground yourself. And it's it's all inflammation. It'll all go away. Right. And things that have a porous border between disease and condition and disability, Mm -hmm. you know, where, yeah, the experience just takes into, should take into account so many factors. You really can't boil them 
numbed out of this one thing. Yeah, autism. Mm -hmm. So it it just felt like over and over again, we were running, or over and over again, we were were running into him trying to, just kind of by force of will, assert things as he felt they should be. And then you try to introduce sort of the nuance to that, like, well, that's inconvenient. Let's just grab onto the the things that agree with what we're trying to say here. Which makes me think of my experience with the pigs. You know, he was saying that yeah. the pigs are out there and on natural ground, this won't happen. And I was like, I've seen that happen repeatedly. We, we had a veterinarian write in and say, <laughs> I work with horses and they get inflammation problems all the time. And I said, do they wear shoes? <laughs> uh, but the I was also thinking after that, like, wait, also pigs have hooves Mm -hmm. like that's not going to be very conductive insulation yeah yeah in fact that's probably part of why evolution gave them to them as a protective measure something that could (laughs) fall off and regrow without causing them a bunch of pain Uh they don't have uh nerves uh, sticking into the Uh, hoof material yeah um (sighs) yeah so all of these things are complicated and are big topics that need to be explored and approached from many different directions and yeah it feels like earthing slash grounding is offering way too simple a solution also a cat on the street lives like four years five years your cat in your home <laughs> can live the, a cat living in your home will outlive you in many cases like that cat House cats defy explanation. They can live so old. We haven't talked about things like parasites and worms that people used to have to worry about when they were barefoot all the time. There are lots of advantages to wearing shoes a fair (laughs) amount of the time. Uh, (laughs) By all means, get out there, go outdoors, get your toes wriggling in the dirt. That's all great. Yeah, Yeah. do it every now and then. But look at the ground, make sure it's clean. Yeah, right. Oh, and that whole thing about him only wanting healthy people to use his product. That didn't make any darn sense. Like right at the end, he threw like a whole bomb in the whole synthesis of what he had said. And I was just at that point, I was like, okay, well, we've tried to wrap up this interview three times now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm done. And you were right to kind of say, wait a second. Wait, what did you just do? <laughs> right. What, what was that? I didn't follow that. That didn't make sense. So, <laughs> Carrie, what would you give this on mm. a pseudoscience scale where one is something not very pseudoscientific? Like, well, let's say something that is actually backed by science, mm. uh, mountains of evidence from many different fields of inquiry, like evolution by natural selection. Oh, wow. Yeah. Certainly there are there are other factors involved in evolution but the the overall story is one of minute changes adding up to large changes over the course of the history of life on earth possibly with punctuated equilibrium oh if you want to get all niles eldridge and uh, stephen jay gould yeah oh goodness yeah don't get me started whereas (laughs) 10 is something incredibly pseudoscientific like let's say life on earth was seeded by a comet that was carrying goat sperm and deposited it in oh, the ancient come seas. come on. Panspermia, but where pan is a goat. Ah, and now I'm picturing a goat with like a little pan pipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing a little woodwind instrument. Okay, uh, 10. I've been thinking about this over the last week. I was like, wow, this is really like, this is what we talk about when we talk about pseudoscience. Like, yeah. You're really trying to make me buy that this is science that has just been ignored by the establishment, but is actually using all of the same standards that these scientists in their ivory towers use. Yep, yep. But because they can't make money off of it, they've ignored it. Very common story that's used in these scenarios. Mm -hmm. And yet, when you actually dig beneath the surface, 
does not uphold the values of science, does not like stand up to scrutiny, did not pass peer review. I actually just read this book called On the Fringe that was a philosophy of science book, uh, like basically about how do we define pseudoscience. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's pretty short. It's like 100 pages um, from, I think it's from Oxford Press. In that, he made an important point that we've made before, but I think it's important to reiterate, which is sometimes something starts as as science and moves to pseudoscience Mm. because it might have been a very reasonable guess at some point. Right. Um, I think of like Freud or even L. Ron Hubbard, like those ideas about like Thetans and, you know, maybe this is how memory works and maybe this is how we should understand the human psyche. Good guess. Let's see. Right. But worth exploring. Right. Sounds plausible. But then if you run the studies and you run them, you know, consistently and you keep finding that it doesn't stack up, that's where a good scientist says like, oh, okay, on to the next. Right. And that's when it really comes down to you as a human, as an individual to to rise above that desire to defend something that sounds like it should be true. Otherwise, you just become scientifically marginalized as everybody else realizes, oh, he's not capitulating to the data. Right. He's holding on to this because it's his pet project. It's his pride. It's whatever. Yeah. I, I think of uh, there's a little meme and it shows Carl Sagan. It says, nice hypothesis you have there. Would be a real shame if someone were to test it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. We're trying to talk about studies and we're using very technical terms. And then, uh, boy, that moment where uh, we showed him the book and the two charts that were in disagreement, he, I think, worked really hard to kind of wiggle out of that until he finally said, oh, yeah, well, that's an error. But it wasn't me. It was somebody else who did that. You know, I didn't proofread all this. (laughs) Yeah, I think he was just trying to say I'm sure the charts are still relevant and good, but we just wrote the wrong number in the book. Right, he said but it's an error. Also, those images were like on the original data. It's not like your proofreader could have gotten this wrong. It was like on the printout on the thermograph. Right. And it seemed like he was happy and content with all the studies that had been done before. He kept referencing new studies, but at the same time saying he didn't want to prove it to the FDA or go through that whole uh, process. Anyway, so it, it just didn't seem like... He was at all still feeling like it needed to be studied at all. He felt like it was a done deal. Right. Settled science. Yeah. Okay. I'll join you up at 10. All right. Solid pseudoscience. Welcome. Thanks. Uh, what would you give it on a pocket drainer value where 10 is something incredibly pocket draining? start with 10 this time so 10 is going to california adventure on a day when it is only at 20 percent capacity and the ticket is like 170 dollars really really freaking expensive 170 dollars i think it was yeah wow maybe it was 150 but it was really expensive and then one is something not at all pocket draining like a beautiful dilute calico kitty walks across the table and keeps bumping in your microphone, but it's free. I didn't have to pay anything for this rotating mic. <laughs> okay, you done, Golly? No, you're still, okay. I'm gonna, I'll give this a really high score. I'll say nine. Um, oh, wow. Now, now, for us personally, he gave us a bunch sure. of free product. Some of the things, like uh, my friend Drew, who started with the blanket that mm-hmm. he really liked. It was, I think, probably like kind of a heavier blanket. You know. Oh, right. You're getting some value there. It just happens to be a blanket. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that everything he said about the carbon fibers being in the product are there, mm-hmm. that they went through. He being Clint now, not yes, true. Yes, yeah. You know, because that would be a real bamboozle if he made totally. all this hay. And- it would be such a bamboozle if it were bamboo. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if he made all this hay and it was like it was made of hay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So so I'm just gonna assume that this was difficult to produce technically and that they actually did that, but still uh, I think we've kind of established that it doesn't do anything for you special. And these are expensive products. Yeah. And he says people are coming back, making repeat purchases. It's a lot of money. I feel like there's a, yeah. a heavy markup in there, especially if he's willing to just kind of like, here you go. Here's a $300 product. Here's another one. Yeah. How much is, what is it called? An ESD? What's the other thing? Oh, yeah. Electrostatic discharge mat. Those are pretty expensive too, actually. Okay. I'm going to look that up. Uh, but those I trust to do what they say they'll do. But when we ran the thing at least through yeah. the meter thing, at least it's doing something. Yeah, that's a good question. If you were using something you bought from earthing.com as a grounding mat in a electrical situation. Yeah, I, I would I, not do I, it. I would feel like I was not doing my due diligence. Well, so a 18-inch wide, 30-inch long... ESD kit. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's 150 plus. Is fifty eight dollars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. I'd say on my king bed you'd have like two and a half of those, maybe. So we so we got like a fifty percent markup. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't feel as strongly about the price gouging. So I'm gonna say a six. Okay. Uh how do you feel about danger where mm-hmm. ten is something incredibly dangerous? Like stepping onto the moon and then deciding to breathe the fresh air. Oh no, you're going to die of decompression. Whereas a one is something not too dangerous, like stepping out onto a a lovely park's soil (sighs) when you're bare feet and going, ah. And there's no dog poop. Yeah, I mean, most of the danger in this one is that not doing, not treating something you've Mm -hmm. got with things that work. Danger by omission. Mm -hmm. I think that's most of it here. I'll admit, plugging something in that I have some level of suspicion about feels uncomfortable. Like I, oh, yeah. I did have that thought a few times, like, is there a way this can hurt me? I don't think so. Because like <laughs> the thing going into the... Double check the plugs. Okay, so there's only the plug to the ground. Yeah, it should <laughs> right, be fine. So it should be okay unless this top thing is like going to melt in there. Yeah, so... I I think it's probably pretty safe, but for getting people in this mindset of like, oh, well, I I see there's like a little tiny warning here, but then there's hundreds Mm. of pages about cures. So I'm going to try this well before I try an actual cancer cure. Uh, So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. At least for the application of these products, you're not going to get electric shock through any reasonable use of them. With all this talk of lightning, you know, nothing here is going to make you more (laughs) susceptible to getting struck by lightning, though. Keep those emails coming, people. Uh, These are interesting stories. Although walking barefoot, you could you could step on a nail. Sure. Yeah. There's that. Though it seems like this business is all about giving you proxies to sure. the ground rather than actually getting you outdoors. Uh, even then, I think a fair amount of being shoeless Joe Jackson is uh, not a bad idea. I'm going to say, too, I, I don't see a okay. lot of danger here. But, you know, maybe some. My friend Eric Deardorff goes shoeless a lot. Ah, good for him. It seems like everybody knows somebody who's a barefoot person. Everyone knows the guy who hates shoes. I know a guy in college, Matt, and he walked around all the time barefoot. Ah, hey, Matt. That person just gets uh, known for that. Yeah. Oh, what would you give this on a creepiness rating? Where one is something that's just not creepy, like going to a nature reserve and seeing some pretty birds and a nice waterfall. 
Oh. And then 10, something incredibly creepy, like oh. walking into a nature reserve at 2 a.m. And it's okay. very quiet and like dark. And hmm. there are patches of dark that are darker than the other darks. And you're like, what's over there? Oh, shit. And you're walking toward it very quietly and slowly. And you hear, who, who, Ow. who, who. And then you start to hear more, And then finally you hear one say, who is that? <gasps> that's a 10 yeah that's okay a ten. yeah that's creepy um I, I i i'm not feeling any creep factor here i'll say a one i guess i have to call it i guess creep factor is kind of the only thing i can assign to that feeling of like i don't know if i want to plug this in that's sort of just my own brain giving me the heebie-jeebies about something that maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. need to which mm-hmm. i guess is technically creep yeah yeah but yeah i'll give it two hey did you know that somebody that we know was possessed by an owl let me decide how to evaluate that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Do I know that someone that we know uh-huh. was possessed by an owl? Yeah, someone we know is possessed by an owl. <laughs> okay, let me think about this. <laughs> someone that we know was possessed <laughs> by an owl. That's right. What does that mean? <laughs> Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) I really don't get it. You're supposed to say who, and Uh... then I would... (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I've never heard that joke. (laughs) Uh... And then I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) You asked the wrong question. Tell me more. In what way are you... I'm intrigued. (laughs) In what way are you defining possessed? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where are we? Hot drinks. Do you get any hot drinks? Hot drinks. I'm going to give this a thumbs down because I'm not getting hot drinks near something I plug in. On our way back, the lemonade that you'd bought me had (laughs) been in the car. It was incredibly hot. And I thought of it as a lemon tea and then it was quite good. So thumbs up for hot drinks. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Nothing to do with her thing. Uh, we also went to a Chili's. So that was great. Yeah. It had been a long time since uh, the I've black been to bean a Chili's. burger. Pretty darn good. Oh, so good. That was a good call. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed our earthing investigation. Yeah. It was a fun little journey. It's a big deal. It's a big product, apparently. So if you know someone in your life who's uh, contemplating buying earthing products or maybe already has, maybe uh, recommend these investigations. Yeah. Let them make their own call. Also, shout out to the Cochrane Collaboration, who we've been emailing with a little bit. Oh, yeah. They uh, do meta-analyses of scientific studies. In this case, we were told that earthing has not yet been analyzed by the Cochrane Collaboration. Okay. Uh, but I hope they do soon. Yeah, we, I, well, now we've brought guys. it to their attention. Yeah. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher. Uh, oh, by the way, someone asked me on Twitter, like, what does it mean when Ross has edited the episode? What happened to Victor? And I was like, oh, it means we recorded it really late. Yeah, I am the, <laughs> I've am i always been the default editor. And mm-hmm. even when Victor edits, I do a pass. It's just much easier when Victor does his pass because he's, he's made all the decisions already. And he's yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Uh, you can also tell your friends. You can leave us a positive review. Send us a telegram. No one's done that. You can still send telegrams, can't you? I think so. Interesting. Hmm. 
We also have social media. We have a Twitter. Oh no, podcast. We have a Facebook. We're both on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. But me very rarely. Mm. It's not an exciting feed. And very rarely on Facebook.com. And remember. In the concise words of Clint Ober. Well, the most important thing that I've found over the last 20 years is everybody is suffering from inflammation and the stress of inflammation. It impacts our families, our schools. It impacts the community. And the most important thing that I know that we can do is to get our children grounded, ground our moms, and the women who are our customers uh, stay grounded. And this is something that is self-evident, and it's bigger than I am. I'm just here. I'm a messenger. (laughs) So, And it's free. You can do it. Take your shoes off, put your feet on the earth, do it 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night. I guarantee it will change your life. From the internationally acclaimed creators of Who Shot Ya comes the movie podcast, Maximum Film, starring producer and film festival programmer Drea Clark as a woman bound by passion. I saw this eight months ago on the festival circuit, and I loved it. Film critic Alonzo Duralde as a man corrupted by greed. Why watch one Hallmark Christmas movie when I can watch seven? And comedian Ifiwadiwe as a man protecting a love that society simply won't accept. I think Pacific Rim is a perfect movie. And if you can't accept that, then I want you out of my life. From the makers of the movie podcast, Who Shot Ya? comes Maximum Film. That's right. We changed the name of our show to Maximum Film. But don't worry. We're still a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. So tune into Maximum Film at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, it's me, James Arthur M., host of Minority Corner, your home through these wild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC queer and allied lens. And you need to put me in your picture. <laughs> I am Eartha Kit. Meow. Where am I right now? <laughs> Why it's February March that you get to celebrate me and all the other beautiful black women in your life and or your history. And still to this day, we do not have a federal anti-lynching law. This is so bad. They were like, I didn't, I, I didn't even know any of this existed. Yeah, yeah. This <sighs> is God. why we have these conversations here. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together we're the majority. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.